Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Weekend sports with a difference. So I thought it'd be fun if we all went around and said our name and a little something about ourselves. I'll start. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. Will you stop your damn sniveling, son? Buck up, Bart. Buck up. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. Turn uh, down for what? Hi. I'm What's back. Up? Welcome back. What? I, I felt awkward opening the show for some reason. Hi, welcome Sunday morning. It's disgusting out. It's beautiful. It's See, this is the kind of weather that when people imagine Oregon and, and Washington weather, this is what they imagine every day. <laughs> this this is, is awful. This is what it is basically every day, so, you know. Just stop moving here. That's yeah. Fine. So just don't just don't do it. This is what the commercials should look like for or for Oregon. You know? <laughs> don't give them the whole, oh, look at the mountains, and we've got wonderful rivers. Nope. He's like, man, look at the rain. Yeah, look at all you the know. flooding on all the roads right now. Yeah, Here's traffic some is accidents awesome. because yeah. people can't don't know how to drive in rain. Yeah. I did drive past one today on uh, 5 North. There was a nice uh, little, little older, but a nice Beamer that had completely one car crash spun out into a wall. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? There's standing water all over this highway. Why are you driving that fast? Even I, the fast driver of of the world, am like, yeah, I need they to have California. Slow. I need to slow down. No, it's Oregon place. Oh, that's surprising. <laughs> it's just one of those like, I mean, it was, I mean, look, I don't want to make light of it. It was, it looked like a bad accident, but still, it's one of those where it's like, come on, man, it's it's really, well, really, really bad out. You should probably not do that. Yeah, and hopefully they're okay, even after their bad decision. Yes, hopefully, hopefully, indeed. So you went to prom yesterday. I went to prom like yesterday. A year old girl. You, you, uh, 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 that's incredibly funny. Don't say that anymore. Uh, no. Uh, so most of you know, I, I work in youth development. Work uh, at a high school, and um, last night was Reynolds High School's prom. And uh-huh. Went there as, as a chaperone. A lot of fun. I've never chaperoned any event like that. Is it? Well, the, see, this is one it weird. So it? this one was a little different. So if you know anything about uh, Oregon schools, uh, Reynolds is the second largest school in the state of Oregon, uh, 2,600 kids. There were like 600 kids at their prom last night. There's like 500 seniors. Wow. And so, yeah, it was, it was crazy to see uh, this whole lot of people, but the, the where, part, was, where was the event to fit that many people? It was at a ballroom in Portland state, which I had never been to. I've been all up and through Portland state and I've never, never actually seen that, um, uh, the ballroom it's done up really nice and everything for relatively cheap. I hear. So shout out to Portland state for coming through for the, for the schools. But prom is always a, a fun kind of crazy thing to go to just because if you've seen the way kids dress now, like they are incredibly lazy with the, the way they dress. They're Everything. Lazy. Absolutely. Everything. I feel is, like I've seen pictures of high schoolers 
younger and younger dressing more and more like college students. Oh, well, no. That's the, maybe for a day, maybe when you see them. Like, But at school, most kids are like, you know, stretchy pants and Birkenstocks and, you know, hoodies. Like, there's very, like... So they're not trying to impress anybody. Not really. That's not weird. really. Not anymore. But Isn't that like there are those time kids. to impress like the Of course. But then there are those the person kids you are interested in. I think now it's more so how much the stuff costs as opposed to you know what you're wearing and everything. For instance, when I was in high school, the 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 brand champion, like we've all seen it from champion sports, you know? Yes. That was something that you would kind of get laughed at. Sold at Target. Low key. I feel like you would so, still get laughed at you, it. No, now that I bought a sweatshirt for fifty dollars, bro. That was a champion one. Like that's the new it's the new hotness all of a sudden, you know, so. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't, but what's, what's I guess one of those what's old is new again type things and Champion is the new cool brand that, that kids are wearing, you know. They don't know that it was the stuff that you got laughed at for. I'm going to bring back Pro, Pro Wings. Oh, God. I don't, I don't, Let's I don't see know, who jumps on them. I'm gonna say, I don't know Pro Wings. We talked about this on the show this week, actually. Stu brought them up, and I was like, I don't know what those are. But. I've heard that they were the pay less shoes shoe of choice, and you yes. got made fun of merc- mercilessly if you were wearing them. Absolutely, you would. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Pro Wings. They make your feet feel fine. Pro Wings. They cost a dollar ninety nine. Pro Wings. Yeah, that was a, They cost a dollar ninety nine. That was that was the song. That's how it went. Did and if you got if you had on Pro Wings, you got talked about. But guess what? I'm bringing the Pro Wing movement back. Who's with me? Because I'm gonna make this fresh again. Not me. Make pro wings great again. There's Let's gotta go. be like some sort of weird <laughs> get a cash of pro wings yes. somewhere that you could buy really cheap. And I, I guarantee you, know, you can find them online right now. I guarantee you can find them online, and I'm gonna bring it back. Hopefully they have Velcro straps. Please don't. <laughs> you can still find shoes. They come in white too, Lynch. So you can get no, on it as well. You're not gonna catch me in those. I'm sorry. I'm saying. Um, yeah. No. He's repping them New Balances, bro. No, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> new Balance, again, one of those things at a point that, man, who's wearing New Balance? But then all of a sudden Nazis. they came out with some fresh ones. There you go. No, Nazis are wearing New Balance. <laughs> oh, were that's they? Act- yeah, that's how to spot a white supremacist, so they wear New Balance shoes now. That's like a thing. They choose to wear it because NB stands for something, and I'm sure you can guess what it is. But um, that's a thing. That's a real that's thing. That's a real thing, yes. Man. And they and New Balance came out when they found out about that. We're like, no, so no, I, no, stop, stop. So do people think I'm a supporter <laughs> if I just happen to wear my New Balances out? Hope no, not. I don't think so. I hope not. Man. I don't think they're looking at you to be a good job, white brother. Supremacist. <laughs> like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, you know, the Bloods and the Crips. I mean, we still wear red and blue. I mean, obviously. Yeah, but do you wear all red and all blue? Sometimes I wear all blue. Hmm. You probably live in a blood, you know, you probably live in a crip neighborhood. It's okay. <laughs> it's cool. No, I'm obsessed with the color blue. That's that's all. No, I know, but you, you haven't had any problems with it because. No, because I don't. Yes. Yes. I, don't. <laughs> I said they just Google, Google pro, wing, pro wings and they have them getting some. All right. Can't wait, for, can't wait to make fun of you next week when you wear them. Go for it. Watch. It, when I make it the new stuff, <laughs> you're going to be like, man, I should have got on that too. Way uh, more supportive of pro wings over the baller brand. You know, big baller. Mm. Leave LeVar alone, pro- man. I'm, I'm messing with LeVar. Can I'm we gonna- just never talk about them again? <laughs> Who? The, the balls. Can we just leave it alone? I mean, forever? if Lonzo gets worse, then yeah, then I guess not. I, look, I, I don't talk mind talking about Lonzo as a player. I just don't want to talk about the family anymore. I'm sick of it. Well, I mean, one of the brothers is good, and the other one's going to the draft. We're going to have to talk about him because of that. He's going to the draft, and he's not going to get drafted. He'll go second round. He'll go second round. He's not good. It's going to be late in the second round. He's, he's okay. He's just not as good as the other ones. He's okay. <laughs> no, I mean, when, you're, when your older brother is great, you know, Lonzo, is, for all the crap that he's taking, he's having a yeah, he's having pretty a good, good season. You know what I'm saying? As a rookie, considering everything, the Lakers 
are, who thought we'd say this? Lakers are in a good spot right now. You know, you know kind of moving he, forward. And he keeps his mouth shut. Absolutely. He does. He just, and I, that's impressive considering his dad. And my thing about it is, like, he's this is who his dad is. And he's like, man, this has been him my entire life. Like, y'all are just finding this out. Like, that's why he doesn't respond. He's like, none of the kids respond. He's like, man, this is just who he is and what we've dealt with. Now, all of a sudden, the rest of the world is finding out, like, who my dad is. Well, it's like, eh, it is, that's dad. I'm not tripping. Like, we don't. Our, our our parents are not everybody's cup of tea, and and we most of us know that. You know, some of our parents can be a, a little weird. Lonzo or Lavar is just extra weird. It's all good. <laughs> you know, he's entertaining. If nothing else. Um, so back to the prom. I don't know how we got from prom to that, but I don't know. You said that they're exceptionally lazy. Is that about, as far as how they, as far as how kids are dressing. So they did, so, not, did they not dress nice for prom? No, but so and that's what I was saying. So when you go to the prom, you see all these kids and they're all dolled up for the most part. All the ladies have beautiful makeup and gorgeous dresses. Uh, the fellas to see them cleaned up with guys that don't get haircuts did, or at least pulled their ponytails back and stuff like that, and nice tuxedos and matching with their dates. It's always a cool thing to see them like that. Because number one. You know, we think about it, and we won't get to go to many galas in our lifetime unless you're going to a prom, unless you happen to have some type of thing for a, a job function or something like that. But most of us won't get to go to many galas. So this is really the one time where they get to, you know, go to a ball and dress up and all that stuff. So it's always cool to see them, you know, like that, especially those that don't really either have the means to dress, you know, super well or just don't really care to. I'm trying to remember my prom. I don't... My problem wasn't super memorable. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. Nothing happened. But the uh, I, I remember kind of having that same vibe that you're talking about where it's like, oh, you guys look really good when you dress up like there you go. totally normal. And there I'm sure that go. was including me because I didn't try that hard in school. Like I wore jeans and T-shirts, which I still do because it's comfortable. Um, it's, it's American outfit, man. It is the American outfit. But it was really cool to kind of be like, oh. Wow, you guys look really good. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it, it was super cool, you know. And so get a chance to get a couple of pictures with them, all that type of stuff. So it was it anything was a, bad happened that you had to take care of any, any no no chaperoning duties. That no, of be course not. You know, everybody was all scared about them dance. I'm like, man, they are in ball gowns. They are not getting loose like that in these ball gowns tonight. Don't worry about it. Yeah, They're we didn't. Okay. Yeah, even in in for my prom, which that's you, for homecoming. Exactly. Yeah, for my prom is that's kind of when like the more crazy dirty dancing started when I was in high school. Nothing crazy was happening because everyone was dressed too nice. It was yeah, like so you just did like the jumping around dancing. As long as some girls took them girls to put that dress on and get. Well, I'm not about to mess this up, so I get it. But no, <laughs> overall, it was it was a good night. No problems, no issues, and they had a good time. Yeah, cool. Always fun. Sounds good. Uh, coming up on the show today, we we're on till 11 a.m. We got some hot Blazer NBA talk. Blazers lose again last night to the Spurs. In a really strange game, at least I thought it was a strange game, and I'll tell you why next. And we'll talk about where they sit in the standings, what the West looks like right now, because it's absolutely bonkers. And a little bit in the East as well, as that one's basically set for the playoffs. Uh, no Kyrie Irving now for the Celtics, as he is out for the year. I'm going to do a little Masters talk. I'm not going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. I don't really like golf that much. I don't really care about golf as a whole. But I do like the Masters. I do like the Majors, because it's. I know it's a big deal, and I usually... It's a fun tournament to watch, so we'll, we'll talk about that. And then uh, also a little bit about the uh, MMA situation that's going on with Conor McGregor. Is it a conspiracy theory to get more views, or is it a conspiracy theory for another reason? Rashad might have a different idea for why this is a conspiracy theory, so that's coming up. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. 
Uh, we also have Hater Love It, of course, at 1030 and more. So that's all coming up. Text us on the fan text line 55305. Tweet at us, 1080 the fan, at Mike Lynch27, at TaylorMade503, and Jesse's at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N. Coming up next, though, we'll start with the Blazers. This is Sports Sunday on the fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I just saw this on Facebook. It was pretty crazy. It's uh, a video of a girl at this like festival, music festival, and she's taking this selfie, like a panoramic selfie. And as she's doing it, a guy walks up drops something in her drink and walks away. Mm. She catches herself getting drugged. Congratulations, homie. You're going to jail. I don't know if, I don't no, know what the final story, like, did she drink the drink and not realize it and then get matter. drugged? Doesn't matter. You yeah, saw somebody drop now. something in your drink. That dude's going to jail. He will be someone's girlfriend by tomorrow. <laughs> that's pretty, uh, that's interesting that if you're that kind of a person, it's going to be way easier to get caught because people have their cameras out all the freaking what a, time. What, and what a, uh, Listen, if that's Good. how you have to talk to people, that's how you have to get people's by drugging them. You're you're you you deserve everything you get. Yeah. That's just that's all I'm saying. That's yeah, not, I, that's, I agree. Don't yeah. don't do that. No, don't even think about it. You deserve everything. Just you be get, yourself. Though. If you're yourself, people will talk to you. Well, <laughs> well, I guess. Yeah. What are you wrong? Well, you, do you not agree with that? I mean, some. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> people some, people are more willing to talk to you and learn about you if you're being honest about stuff. Yeah, right? but sometimes if you appear genuine, people will be like, "Oh, this guy's." But this guy's some cool people talk. don't have that cap or filter to know what's not okay. And sometimes being yourself is. I'm not well, gonna say you shouldn't be yourself. You've got to find how the filter is gonna go, right? Like how open. Like it's weird. It's not like not about not being yourself. Just like. How many times can you curse? I say best can face forward. That? I don't necessarily necessarily say be yourself. I say, you know, be the person that you want people to, you know. Meh. That's I, just, I'm, I don't have time for that. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going to be myself. If you like me, great. If not, well, okay. Uh, I apologize. Um, Blazers. Blazers uh, lost again yesterday. They are now at three straight losses after they fall to the Spurs. Uh, in San Antonio, third game of the road trip, 116 to 105. This was a really, really good competitive game until Manager Ginobili happened in the fourth quarter, where he went on a personal 8 0 run off the bench. Old that, man Ginobili. That included a couple of really good defensive plays, one steal and one stop, and then two threes and a layup in the matter of, I want to say, like a minute and a half. And when that happened, it was. Went from a two-point game to a 10-point game, and it felt completely over at that point. So props to Manu Ginobili. Sometimes players will do that to you. I don't really I don't really have anything negative to say about this game about the Blazers. Like I'm not like, oh, they lost, and they're, now they're, they're losing everything. Ginobili just went off in the fourth quarter, and there wasn't anything he could do about it. He was completely – he was almost as if he was the 28-year-old Ginobili again, not the 40-year-old Ginobili again. And it is what it is, right? You played a team that desperately needed to win. They're in the Western Conference playoff race, which is closer than we've ever seen between 
five teams and the Spurs needed to win. And Manu said, okay, my turn. Blazers need to win, quote unquote, but it's not a necessary win, if you know what I mean. So you could kind of tell in the fourth quarter, the energy changed a little bit in the game from who was like, we need this game now. Yeah. And I think I see, I, I disagree with you just a little bit with every, I, I agree with everything you said, except for the fact that they've, they don't need to win. Yeah, they definitely need to win. This is the time of year where you need to play your very best basketball. And I'll be real, over the past few games, I don't know if you've seen the Blazers' best basketball. You've seen some, like, fourth quarter we're there. We've kind of got this lead. We've got a good grasp on third place. And all of a sudden, you're a game and a half away from possibly being fourth or anything lower. So, And you have, what, two games left, you said? Two games. For the Trailblazers? Nuggets so, on Monday and then the Jazz on Wednesday. Both competing for for solid spots in the playoffs right now. So I, I'm, I'm looking at old man Ginobili go off. And, I mean, we all know he's he's going to the Hall of Fame. Manu Ginobili is one of the, the, the greatest, you know, uh, players internationally that we've ever seen. Euro step God. Euro step God. He, he the, invented it and also invented the flop. But we don't hate Ginobili for that, you know, so it's I digress. Either way, it, it showed the one issue that I've been talking about most of the year is that the Blazers just have very few people that can stop someone on the perimeter. And Ginobili, well, I'm not going to say that can stop really? because Evan Turner's played much better defense lately. The Blazers overall have been playing better defense. Yeah, the Blazers Damian Lillard's been playing uh, be- better defense. Has been really but not when, the issue for me. But when you have a guy like on the perimeter that can really take over a game, and Ginobili's going to have spurts, especially through this playoff run, he's going to have spurts where he just does what he does. And he might not score anything more than 12 points. Like, is he going to get the 17 that he had last night? I don't think so. But will he go off in a game and get, you know, four or five straight buckets at, at good times for San Antonio? I mean, absolutely, because that's the type of player that he is. My question for Portland is how, how do you counteract that? Because if it's not Dame, then where is it going to come from? We've been seeing Aminu step up over the past few weeks, was kind of MIA last night, you know, one, one for six from the field. Only shot six times, which is kind of weird. Uh, McCollum didn't have a great he game. He started great and kind of faded down the stretch. So, yeah. and I, I, those are the guys you're going to need down well, the stretch to do a lot of your of your scoring. I, Nurkic was good, but you're going to need him to put the ball in the basket a lot more than he does. I have a very different take on this um, than you do. A, my, my initial thought from the game last night was I kind of wasn't that impressed by the Spurs. I know they won. I know they won by 11 points, but the Blazers felt in control of the game until the Ginobili run. I mean, I know it was a close game. I know it was within two points for for a lot of the game. But it almost felt like the Spurs were chasing the Blazers versus the Blazers were chasing the Spurs until Ginobili did what he did. So I I took that as a positive from the game is that I know the Spurs are are kind of a weird team without Kawhi Leonard right now. There's a lot of guys who you probably haven't watched play very often. Um, The Kyle Andersons and the Deontay Murrays and all those guys. You're like, you, you haven't watched them play that much. So it kind of just felt – it was a strange game to watch, but it was a good playoff atmosphere game. So that was my overall look on it was I kind of thought the Blazers played pretty dominant basketball despite it being a close score in the first three quarters. But in terms of your point, I think the Blazers have found in themselves what works to win, right? They found that ball movement is the only way that they're going to win a series in the playoffs. They found that that kind of ball movement is the only way they're going to keep it close against a team like the Warriors or the, or the Rockets. They beat the Warriors doing it multiple times. They almost beat the Rockets in the first fully healthy game and then actually almost beat them again with their entire bench in the game at the end this, on this trip. But 
when they're moving the ball, even the guys who aren't the prototypical scorers for the team, Al Farouk Aminu, mm -hmm. Mo Harkless when he's healthy, uh, Hell Myers Leonard right now, Ed Davis, Zach Collins, those guys, they get involved, they get easy looks, and it works. And it keeps the other team exhausted on defense and out of position very frequently. I mean, we saw it even last night in the game, the amount of times that they got an easy look at the rim for Danny Lillard or Yusuf Nurkic. And honestly, I think Yusuf Nurkic has gotten better at finishing at the rim. He's almost, I don't want to say he's almost automatic now because he miss, he still misses a bunny every now and then, but mm -hmm. he's going up to dunk a lot more. He is doing his floater a lot more effectively and getting it to go in, and his defense has improved a lot. So offensively, it's all about the movement. So I don't, I'm not as worried, at least for this season, I'd like them to get more shooters in, in the future. But at least for right now, I think they know how to win with this current group. And then defensively, for what you said, if there's a guy going off in the uh, outside the arc, you're right. Generally, they can't stop him, even though they have really good individual defenders right now. I think that's more of a Stotts defensive system style. If you've noticed, I mean, we, we've noticed this for two years. He likes to let Yusuf Nurkic just lay back, right? He doesn't have Yusuf Nurkic play super aggressive defense. So when they played the Warriors, for instance, a couple of weeks ago, Kevin Durant got infinite mid-range jumpers because he would drive the lane. Nurkic would say, I'm up guarding you. I'm going to back up. I'm going to guard my guy. And he'd be like, okay. And he took a little 15-footer and, and hit it almost every single time. That's the style of defense that they have found works the best with this team. And it does allow for guys like James Harden or Manu Ginobili or whoever to go off in spurts when they're not playing the most sound defense on pick and rolls. But I also don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing because it's also worked in a lot of other instances throughout the season as well. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know if – San Antonio, in my opinion, is, is a better team than the Trailblazers. I mean, despite where they are in the standings right now, uh, I think they have – Whenever you have LaMarcus Aldridge, who is quietly having an awesome season this year, 23 and eight and a half rebounds this uh, this season, and really not supposed to be the primary guy. LaMarcus always finds himself in this situation where he's got to play, got to kind of play hero ball a little bit in certain sense, uh, certain instances, and it's working right now for them. You know, Murray has been having a really good season. Rudy Gay coming off the bench for the Spurs he this year. He was big last night. Uh, mm -hmm. and, he, and he was big, and I think that's what I'm saying the most. Like, when you, you, get, when you get to the playoffs and you're going to play against all these, man, great perimeter playoffs, or players, because that's what the Western Conference is full of, from Steph to Clay and Durant and Westbrook and James Harden. Man, there's, they're flooded throughout the West. Are you going to be able to stop that guy from getting a bucket? Because Rudy Gay came off the bench and gave you a quick 16. Like, you know, and, and he did it and it made it look relatively, he was, you know, 52%. Yeah, but remember, one game versus a whole seven game series, a little bit different. You kind of learn yeah. the tendencies of the players. A game like last night will happen in a series and it won't be crushing because, look, just give it up for Manu Ginobili. He was great, right? He, he, really, he was the reason they won that game in the fourth quarter. Um, and I guess we we got a break, but we can get to this next. We got a text that say, "Are you starting to get worried now about the Blazers? They are they're they're limping to the finish line, not looking good. Look going into the playoffs, don't feel like a first round favorite anymore." And I, here's what I'll I'll say. I disagree with that. Three games does not make a first round favorite disappear instantly. And really, the next two games are going to be where we see just how limping into the playoffs they are. And we'll tell you. About that next. But first, Jesse has Sports Center. Weekends were made for sports. 
This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Nine thirty-three here on your Sunday morning. Before we dive back into the Blazers, did want to give a shout out to our producer Jesse. Yes, I heard something is very important about today. Yeah, today might besides be WrestleMania, a uh, a very important day for our producer Jesse. And he there. looks so confused right now. Super confused. So we. That's have probably a... a bad thing. Well, just say you know about it. Just say you know. Just non-smile, Jesse. Uh, yeah. Uh, somebody's significant other has texted into the program and said, hey, today is Jesse and my nine years anniversary. <laughs> I think he forgot. In Look at his face. <laughs> yeah. But I thought it would be cute if you tell him it happy is. anniversary for me. That's for Marie. Happy anniversary. April Absolutely. 8th. From Marie through the text line. Yeah. Thanks, Marie. What do you got planned today, bro? <laughs> we're going on. Uh, I was say you didn't even remember. No, so I don't know if he has we're going planned. on a date tonight. Uh, I, I knew you guys kind of gave us crap about P.F. Chang's, but it is the best Chinese food that I can get gluten free. Oh, mm. well, there you go. There's, there's say, the kicker. Yeah, there's I was going to say best Chinese food I can get in the city. What? No. Gluten yeah, free. free sure. uh, that is a big deal. So they have actually a pretty good gluten free menu. I do like P.F. Chang's. Um, so we're going there. We're going like to see duck. a movie um, at, down at Bridgeport Cinema. So it'll be, it'll be a, a, you know, a traditional dinner and movie night. That's what's up. We'll have yeah. a good time, man. Congratulations. Nine years is a, is a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget. Like last year I thought it was nine and then I realized that. Um, the, she reminded me it was eight. So we're we're <laughs> well, now, now she's at the reminding nine. you that it's today. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> All What's right. Today's so. date, Jesse. April eighth. Oh, okay. Just making sure. I'm just asking. Man. Just keep you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> it actually should be pretty easy for you to remember how long, because it's one more than the year it is. So it's your ninth year in 2018. So 2019, mm. it'll be your tenth year. There we go. And then it'll get confusing. But for now, it'll right. be easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, back to the Blazers. We had a texture say that Blazers seem to be limping into the playoffs. Not a good time to start losing these games. Other teams are getting healthy. Kind of getting a vibe of nervousness a little bit from a couple of Blazer fans. And to, to, to those out there who are a little bit nervous, I say this. Relax. You still have the three seed. You still have a, a lead over the Jazz for the four seed. And you've got two games left with a getting healthy team. Lillard looked like he had no issues with his ankle injury last night. Uh, Ed Davis says he wants to be back tomorrow. If not tomorrow, likely against the Jazz. And Mo Harkless is very close to returning as well. So you are back to almost getting completely healthy. And you're on a tough four-game road trip right now against the best team in the NBA, the Rockets. I know, I know the Mavericks loss was bad, but look, it happens, right? It's the NBA. Uh, against the Spurs, who desperately needed that win. You're going to play the Nuggets tomorrow, who desperately need to win. And then you're going to play the Jazz on, on Wednesday in the final game of the season, which will be a really good game, depending on where the standings sit at that point. I don't think it's time to get nervous yet. The Blazers tend to play the Nuggets pretty well, but if they lose that game, then, of course, be nervous. But right now, I still feel pretty confident about the three-seed and the home court advantage, personally. You don't seem very confident. So everybody thinks that I hate the Blazers. And I really don't hate the Blazers. I love the Blazers. I think the Blazers, the, the city is so awesome when this team is good, man. Like, it's just a different a different vibe. It's a different place. They're always competitive. But I think that's kind of where it stops. Like, I think the Blazers are incredibly competitive. But competitive doesn't win you championships. Great teams 
you know, win championships. That's why we're talking about Golden State and Houston being the team that possibly walks away with the title that year. Right, but I don't they're think they're the great team. I don't think Here's, Blazer fans are looking for a championship after this thirteen year. games. And you know, we I think everybody kind of called you know hating and everything. Just respect the thirteen game win streak, and it's and it was it's impressive. Whenever you win that many games in a row, that's incredibly impressive, and you got to respect that. But you also got to tell the whole story, and that's my that's my issue with stuff. Nobody tells the whole story. They don't say that six of those games they played, uh, six of those teams they played in that 13-game stretch aren't in the playoffs. They didn't say that when they beat the, the the Warriors, man, Steph Curry and five other dudes didn't play in that night. They don't say, like, all the little extra stuff that goes on. Yeah, we but, don't, for the but, Blazers to have the third seed, look what had to happen. Right, but hold, hold on. Just in that streak, too, they beat the Warriors at full strength. The, the, the first game after the All-Star break. And then they beat multiple playoff teams, some who did not have any injured players. So there was positives to it, too. There were positives, right? too. Yes. They beat there, what's in front of you. You definitely you, – you, you play what's on your schedule. You can't do anything more than that. Just play, with on your, play what's on your schedule. But now you're at a point to where we got a text that says here that, man, they – after going 13-0, and follow that up with 3-9, and maybe 4-8 and going into the playoffs. That's not – that's not where you really need to be. That's not where you want to be right now. You need to be playing your most confident basketball moving forward. And closing games is what's important in the playoffs. You have to be able to close again. They were close last night against uh, San Antonio, and they just blew it open. And mind you, they blew it open, and Kawhi Leonard hasn't played all season. Right, but then the Blazers have also closed multiple games behind Damian Lillard when they needed to. Behind Damian Lillard, but I think there is going to need to be more than more than just Dame, and I think that's what we're still. Some night it's Aminu, last night it was Evan Turner. Uh, it was Wade Baldwin so, against the Rockets. It, it was Wade Baldwin a couple <laughs> nights ago. Like who the hell is Wade Baldwin? But uh, all he's of a sudden, now their best defender instantly, and, and he comes in Come and gets a, a quick fourteen. You know, I was like, who 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 the hell is this dude? And he played you know? the best defense against James Harden we've ever seen. But outside of out, you look at the Rockets, man. You know what Wade you're going to get from Chris Baldwin. You know what you're going to get from Chris Paul, Capella, Harden every night. You play against the uh, against the, the the Spurs, or you know what you're going to get from LaMarcus, uh, from Rudy Gay, who's having an awesome season, a really quiet season coming off the bench this year for them. You know when you play the Warriors, you're going to get from their big four. Man, you got to know that it's going to be more than Damian Lillard. And Do you right really now, know what you're going to get from Rudy Gay, though? Do you really know what you're going to get from? Clint I know Capella? what I'm getting from him now. Capella was bad against the Blazers in the last not last game, but two games ago. He was he was useless. So I mean, it's not. That's what I'm saying is I think it's really easy when you know a team so intimately to say that every other team's in a better situation. There are obviously some teams in better situations out there, right, with more finishers, better fourth-quarter players, all that kind of stuff. In terms of a large group, I think Damian Lillard's the best fourth-quarter player in the NBA. But in terms of a large group, the better group of fourth-quarter players. But it's really easy when you're so close to your own team that you root for and that you watch every night to pick apart every little thing. I guarantee you – Spurs fans are picking apart Rudy Gay the same way that we're picking apart Al Farouk Aminu for bad games that he's had and bad shots that he's taken and, and bad passes that he's made because it's just natural. That's what you do. There's all, you are right. This is a competitive team, not a championship team. That is the most obvious thing for all Blazer fans. I hope out there this team is not winning a championship. Stop thinking like that if you are. This is supposed to be about improving and getting to a point where you can be a championship team, hopefully two years away if you can get a good player to come in or Zach Collins develops really, really quickly or whatever. That's your hope. But right now, what you should be hoping for is a win in the first round series or maybe even expecting a win in the first round series and then a competitive series against the Rockets or the Warriors in the second round, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you should be expecting. But every other team in the NBA outside of Houston, Golden State, and maybe even Golden State fans are doing this right now because their bench is a disaster, and Toronto is looking at their team and going, holy crap, we've got holes everywhere. 
because that's the NBA right now. There's three or four teams that have um, nothing but great players and great a great system, and everybody else is in the same boat of trying to figure out whose pieces are going to work the best when it comes to the playoffs. So that's just it's it's easy to say all these things, but I'm for me at least, it's like you got to be able to to also look at it and go look at what Alfred Camino has given you in certain games. Of course, he's not the most consistent player, but you know that he can hit clutch th- threes in the fourth quarter because he has this season. Uh, Amin, uh, again, uh, Aminu has been much better this season than he has. This is his best season as a Blazer, I think. And he's just kind of—I'm not going to say falling off last couple of games, but yeah, that's kind of been guys go cold. You know, mm-hmm. Guys, guys have gone cold, and all I'm saying is right now is not the time you can go cold if you're really trying to be competitive. Because I think a lot of people, Lynch, are saying the Blazers can win. You know, they're they're third seed in the West. You know, the most competitive you know conference. They can win a championship this year. I think the Blazers. If they play their best best basketball, their very best basketball, like they can't not compete for the Western Conference, you know, championship. I think they can probably if they play their very there, best basketball, they, they will win the there. first round series and they will go to seven games against Houston or Golden State. There you go, and that's all. And I, and I think that's really kind of all you can ask for. Moving forward, I think the Blazers are in a good spot. I'm saying as far as as this year with everything that happened, I think it's important to just kind of look at the landscape of how things had to work out for them to be in this spot. You know, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, we were saying blow it up. Start over. This isn't working. You got to trade CJ. You got to trade Nurkic. You got to figure this out. Zach Collins needs to start. That's what Blazer fans were saying. And all of a sudden, seven weeks later, oh, championship or bust. Like, whoa, hold on, man. Like, do do we not remember that part? So I'm saying – Man, be patient. It will happen. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen this year. But I think the Blazers are a, a good team, not a great team. And that that's kind of all I've been saying when it comes to all these other teams around the West that have, man, Jimmy Buckets being out for, what, three months, you know, at this point. Minnesota basically going down, down. They were the third seed up until he got hurt and then things went south. You know, you look at Kawhi Leonard not being able to play for most of the season. That hurt them. Boogie being hurt, being hurt for New Orleans, who's still limping into the playoffs. That hurt them. So all the teams that were supposed to be better than the Blazers, quote-unquote, this season, all had debilitating injuries to their best players, and now they're, now they're in different spots. We did do this experiment a week ago on primetime. Rob reached out to his buddies in Vegas, and they, they actually created lines for him because they haven't done it yet. Of This was a couple of games ago, but I don't know how much that would change over the course of a couple of games. Maybe a lot. I'm not sure. Um, where... Here, I'll pull it up real quick, too. He had them give what the series odds would be against every team in the Western Conference for the Blazers. Okay? They were favored over everybody but three teams. Houston, they were plus 450. Okay. Golden State, plus 275. Utah, plus 100, which is essentially even, but they favor Utah very slightly. They were favorites over Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Minnesota, Denver, Clippers, who are now out, and the Pelicans. They were minus 300 against the Pelicans. I don't think a three-game stretch where you lost your best player for one of those games is enough to all of a sudden throw in the towel and say, these teams are going to beat us in a playoff series in in terms of your mindset compared to where you were a week ago. It's three games. It's... I argue it's better this is happening now than in the first round of the playoffs. It's better this is happening now than in game one, all of a sudden CJ can't hit a shot in the fourth quarter and you lose because Manu Ginobili went off for an 8-0 run, right? It's better this is happening now and not in a week in in game one. So I think back to Dirt and Sprague had um, Rockets, uh, I guess the analyst, play-by-play guy on, and um, he was emphatic about the fact that, man, nobody's afraid of the Blazers. You know, we're, we're... 
every, well, every he team, said the, the Rockets. The Rockets. He was like the Rockets aren't afraid of the Blazers. But he kind of alluded to the fact that around the league, like that's not really a, a big fear of people. And I think that's a that's a problem because Damian Lillard is a bad boy. Like the the, the uh, if you're talking about best players in the league, man, he's 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 slowly creeping into that. Man, top six, top seven, you know, conversation right now. Man, Dame has been amazing this year. It's just it it sucks that CJ has been really good, but there have been some really inconsistent nights for for CJ, you know, this season. And he, I think he struggled, especially towards the beginning of the season, to really find who he was, and especially trying to blend with Nurkic, who's been a roller coaster up and down, up and down. Now he's it looks like he's great. playing. He's been yeah. great. Now he now he's at the point to where he's playing really good basketball. You're finally starting to see some things from he's from found, Zach Collins. He's found his mojo with Damian Lillard. They they play off each other so well. I just, just as a side note, I know we have to break. Just as a side note, that game, that little game within the game with the two of them, it's almost perfect now. The passes that Nurkic will make back to Dame when he's making cuts, or the or the rolls that Nurkic will make from when Dame makes passes too, and he finds ways to get the ball to go in, it's like it's amazing. It's to a watch. great passing big is uh, with Nurkic. So, I mean, we'll we'll see kind of how things move forward with them. I'm excited to see how how they compete in the playoffs. Like I said, I think they beat most of the teams in the West, not named you know San Antonio and Golden State and Houston, but I don't. I think they're. I mean, they're better than Utah. Utah just gets Portland problems. I know. Okay, we'll do we'll do it next. We do have to get into the standings too because I wanted to talk about where the West was and a little bit about the East as well. So that's coming up next. Keep your texts coming in at five five three zero five on the fan text line, and uh, we'll keep reading them. This is Sports Sunday on the fan. Sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 948 here on your Sunday morning. Sports Sunday. Text line is 55305. I'm Mike Lynch. Rashad Taylor's across from me. Jesse's behind the glass. Talking Blazers. We'll take a, a slight step away. We'll stay in the NBA, though, and discuss the... Um, Western Conference standings picture at the moment, which is craziness, pure craziness. Uh, so I'll start at the four seed. The Jazz have one less game played than everybody else. I don't know why, but they have three games in four days coming up to end the season, which is going to be really rough for them. But um, Utah is 17 and a half back from the Rockets. Okay. That's just the best way to put it. The Pelicans, Spurs, and Thunder are a half game back of the Jazz at 46 and 34, all three of them. The Timberwolves and the Nuggets are one and a half games back of the Jazz and just one game back of the group of three in the middle at 45 and 35. So from four to nine, it is a one and a half game difference with two or three games left in the season. This is absolutely Bonkers. And if you're noticing, the teams from four to nine, all on win streaks, either one game or more. They haven't lost when they need to when, when they when they need to win in this in this last little stretch here. And almost all of them are playing above five hundred ball, minus the Thunder and the Timberwolves, who are five and five in their last um ten games. I I can't remember a time where I've ever been this excited about the end of an NBA season, regular season. I, I these games 
And they play, there's like combinations of them playing each other too. This, this next few days is going to be insane. And I feel like it's going to be appointment viewing for everybody all the time. Yeah, this is this is crazy. I'm, I'm looking through the past seasons just to see if there was anything even remotely close to as tight as as this race has been this year. It, it, it goes to show how good the Western Conference is. Like the eighth seed is has what the eighth seed in our Western Conference would be the they'd be the the, the fifth or sixth seed in in the East right now. You know, so which is, you know, the East isn't as bad as everyone was to give them. You know, they just they're just not as strong as the Western Conference when you got teams like uh, the the Warriors and the Rockets. And like I said, even the Lakers at this point are in a better situation than they were uh, a year and a half ago, two years ago. So I'm looking at this going, man, this is going to be an exciting couple of days of basketball. Like if you were ever going to watch hoop, I think this is the time because you're going to see the most competitive uh, basketball from some of these teams, especially the teams that really need this push. You know, the the Blazers, like I think they're comfortable in that third seed, but they know that even if they lose the three seed, they're likely going to get home court advantage. Yes, likely. There's, st- I think they'll still be the the, the, the four, four at but, that point. I mean, again, there it's worth to be we be a little bit nervous about it, but they've got two games left, and both are I don't want to say like winnable because they're both teams trying to make the playoffs, but. I think they they appear winnable on paper, especially because they played the Nuggets pretty well recently. And the Jazz are going to be coming off a back-to-back. The Jazz have three games left in four days. They play today at the Lakers, although the Lakers have some pretty big injuries. They play Tuesday hosting Golden State, and then they fly to Portland to play the Blazers in Portland on Wednesday night. That's the ESPN night game for the final day of the season. Other games that night, by the way, the, the final day of the season, Denver plays at Minnesota. San Antonio plays at New Orleans. And the Thunder get the Grizzlies, lucky for them. And then Utah plays at Portland. So all the teams that are in it are playing each other. So That's dope. It's going to be... That's must-see TV. You have sadly, to see it. Sadly, 5 o'clock on ESPN that day, uh, Philly versus the Bucks. Not any of the two Western Conference games. No, although um, Philadelphia... I'd like, I'd like to see Minnesota-Denver. Man, Philadelphia is making their playoff push right now. The Bucks, I think, are like... Where, do, where are the Bucks in 7-3? Well, yeah, the East is all set. They've all made the playoffs. Yeah. So... There's really nothing but seeding, I suppose, that, that comes down to this, but still. Yeah, the Bucks are seven. They could go up to the sixth seed. That's the highest they can go. How about Philadelphia, man? The third seed? Embiid and and uh Ben Simmons, who ben I got Simmons triple double machine. Man, I so I got a chance to see him at the Les Schwab Invitational uh three years ago. And this kid, you could tell immediately he's going he's going to be special. And already in the league this year, he has what fourteen triple doubles in his rookie year. He, he's he's unstoppable. There's really nothing you can. I'm looking at rookie years and going, well, bronze was awesome. Uh, he's got his team being the third team, third seed in the in the East, and been doing it without Embiid for the past couple games. I don't know, man. I'm Ben Simmons might be on his way to being one of the greatest. I, what I like about this storyline coming down in down the stretch is that going into the season, it was, okay, we're going to see the Cavs and we're going to see Golden State in the finals. And now you're going, well, Cavs, you know, I know they still have LeBron and LeBron in the playoffs is a different animal. But, I mean, falling to the fourth seed, that's – I remember the last time LeBron had a team as a fourth seed going to the playoffs. So that that that's kind of a different scenario right there. So you have teams in the East that you think – can do it. Although now you're, I, I used to say Boston was that team. Now, n- not so much without Kyrie. 
Um, but you, you have Toronto there and you, you have um, Philly there. And so the East is a lot more interesting than we are anticipating. Then over here in the West, you know, Golden State beat up, not playing to the best of their abilities right now. And that is an opportunity for a team like the Blazers that, um, yeah. you know, if the Blazers can make the second round and that's, you don't even know who they're going to play right now for, uh, what is it? I believe OKC right now is projected to play Golden State um, yep. going in the first round. I mean, I mean that I, could change, obviously. That could within. change, yes, obviously. Um, but, you know, OKC could beat Golden State. That's a pretty good matchup for Portland to make it into the Western Conference Finals. The, the certainty that was the beginning of the year is not so much a certainty, and I think that is and should be exciting for Blazer Absolutely. fans going into the playoffs. I do just kind of feel like, though. Take that, Kevin Durant. I do kind of feel like, the Warriors are just kind of waiting. They've Steve Kerr has said like 12 times this season, hard to win a game when you don't put any effort forward. The Warriors are just on the most ultimate cruise Man, control, Steve and they're Kerr, hurt. Steve Kerr let them coach a game like during the season. Because he like, was trying to get them engaged. And you know what, guys? You go ahead and take this game. I'm going to go ahead and no, go have no, no. a coffee. It wasn't that. It was they were not engaged, and he wanted them to be engaged, so he let them coach a game. And they, they kind of worked a lot. Um, but either way. Wait till the playoffs start. I think the Warriors are about to get back to being Golden State that we see. As long as I know the Steph Curry injury is big, but I think you're going to see the Warriors mop whoever they play in the first. Why haven't we talked about that? Okay, because it's happened in a couple of years now, and they still win. No, no. Listen, Steph Curry was hurt for part of the Blazers. You come back from an ankle injury. You have the most fragile ankles that we've ever seen (laughs) in the history of basketball, and your first game back. From being out with an ankle injury, you wear low tops? What? And then you hurt your knee. And then you hurt your (laughs) – Every basketball player that watched that or anybody that's ever hooped before was like, why is this dude wearing low tops right now? We know your ankles are are made of tissue. Like, I don't understand. Like, that was was a silly move by Steph. That was a silly move by Under Armour. They're not protecting their investment. That that was that was silly. I didn't, really even, I didn't even know he did that. It, they do that because <laughs> silly. low tops are more popular than nah, fam. No, no, like you said, you got to protect your investment. Like, uh, how, how is he supposed to sell you shoes if he's not on the floor? Like, come on, silliness. Come on, Steph, be 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 better, be smarter, bro. All right, let's break. Coming up next hour, hate it or love it, to ten thirty. We'll have a quick master segment as well as a Rashad conspiracy theory that's different than the others about Conor McGregor and the MMA. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 